welcome to Philly Sportscast with your host, Derek. Dave. And E-Money, what's up? In the house, back from all vacations, it's over, the summer's over. Yay! Kick that bitch to the curb. It was a good one, it was a good one. It was a good one indeed. Lots of horseshoes, lots of beer, good Smash Saturday. Great Smash Saturday. What's the highlight of your summer, E-Money? Let's go down the line. Oh, there were so many good things. But, I mean, definitely uh, Smash Saturday is always always something that makes me feel happy and tingly inside. Davey? Getting a job this summer? Yeah! That was nice. So, that Congratulations, David. Brand new Thank teacher you. in the house. That's what we were saying, the American dream. <laughs> Summer's off. Teaching young minds. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> oh, these aren't that young. Are you going to play the podcast in the classroom? I'm going to try to. We're going to be on the computer, so let the kids hear it. Well, you know what we should do? We should do a math question at the <laughs> yes. end of each podcast. <laughs> Like some crazy like calculus question or something. We, we should could do that. We should. I go, if you get this, we'll give you a prize. I'll, well, I'll tell the kids all the time, listen, extra credit is at the end of the show. Listen to the show. You hear it. You get the extra credit if you can figure it out. E-Money, you think I'm a good math teacher. Wait do you hear E-Money's crazy calculus <laughs> Yeah, thing. for the money line, which we do have. We'll close the show tonight. Beautiful. That's what you can do. You can ask the kids who what the picks were for E-Money's line. And what the... Uh, the, all the ratios and mean mediums and me's of who's going to win and who's going to lose. It's not who's going to win and who's going to lose. It's who's going to cover. cover. That's what it's all about Hello. when it comes to the money line. Okay, what do you guys want to start with? Let's start with the Phillies. How are you feeling? Will they make the wild card? Will they win the wild card? Dave. Come on. Yes. Evan. Oh, man. I, I, can't, I can't say yes or no. I mean, I'm uh, up, I'm down, I'm up, I'm down. But, but, but I want to say yes because I'm when, a Philly fan. Yeah, baby. When you're on the Mikey money, you're a pundit. You have to have an opinion. Well, I have an opinion tonight, and I want to say is it? it's yes because I'm liking it because it's good baseball, but they always bring you up just to let you down. For all those people out there that are writing in, sending us an email at phillysportscast at gmail.com saying that I'm the negative nanny on the bunch. <laughs> I'm going to give you this one. I think they're going to win the wild card as well. I think no matter how bad Charlie Manuel tries to screw it up, I think they're still going to win because they're not going to give it a chance for the bullpen to blow it. I think they're going to just start scoring runs and runs and runs because this offense knows it has to score. One thing it can do. That's tonight they're doing it. Exactly. Against the Marlins. And they need to win three of the four of the series for them to make the playoffs for sure. So I think they can do it. Thank goodness to Ryan Howard, Chase Utley, Jimmy Rollins. Ryan Howard's carrying this team. Absolutely. Jeff Conine's fitting in well. Finally. He had a triple tonight. He knows how to hit in that ballpark, I suppose. Yep. I couldn't be more happy that there is meaningful baseball in September, man, which we very rarely get in this town. And you know what? At the very least, that's what we're getting, and you got to be happy about that. I am happy about it. That's why I think I just said that. Well, right, and I was agreeing with you. Oh, okay, got it. <laughs> uh, I concur. Okay, cool. I concur cool. also. Very cool, very cool. So when you guys sit down with your big bowl of popcorn and your fresh six pack in your cooler, I know Dave, Dave Dave needs more than that. Yeah, he's got one of these coolers that he's got one of these recliners that open has a refrigerator on the side. Really? Yeah, you didn't the see bomb. the new one. I got a an Ansel system with a deep fryer right next there too. <laughs> so I just have my wings and the the beer right there. Right on. Wow. So there should be a urinal right next to it too. <laughs> Diapers. When you're sitting down. <laughs> Diapers. Is that the way you go? Yeah. Disposable. Oh, you no. have your wife wash the cloth ones. <laughs> I ever do the cloth. Yo, ones. how big are the safety pins in those? <laughs> baby, baby Huey. I got the big. Give him a whole new name. The bib, the bonnet on when right I need my wings. Right on. Oh God. That's you a... got to. You got to use a diaper for a bib mm-hmm. as well. No tablecloth. Gotcha. One of the uh, 
the red and white checker yep. ones. Is there any other? <laughs> Just about to sit down and watch a Phillies game, and you're sitting down, and you see John Lieber on the hill, and they're playing the Marlins. What are you expecting? Well, I I, I know two. There's two John Liebers. There's one John Lieber that plays a uh, a great game and for an, an hour and forty five minutes, or whatever that was, a couple weeks ago. And then there's a John Lieber which scared me tonight. Right. Yeah, a lot of pitches. He threw a lot of pitches early. A lot of them were balls. Even though he had seven Ks, I mean that was amazing. He turned it on later in the innings. But when when he first, st- you never know what's going to happen in the first three innings with him. But I think what calmed him down was what Jeff Conine started with that triple. Is they were down three runs, they scored three runs, and Lieber went out there and said, "Listen, it's a nothing nothing game again. Right. Let's get my ass in gear," which is pretty much what he did. That's what he seemed like he did until I got here. When I got here, the bottom of the sixth, he was already out, two men on yeah, base. Two and men on. I'm like, what happened? He seemed like he calmed down and was getting in a groove there. Right. And that's you can't have Lieber go five innings after Wolf goes five innings. I guess you can if uh, Charlie Manuel, no matter who, if there's a righty or a lefty, is going to keep Ryan Madsen in there. Yeah, yeah where's Castro? It's amazing. Oh, it's a, oh, why would, Did I they would, anybody even ask him that? Put, yeah. Oh, oh, my God. He got pounded, Did he? Dude. Good. Cause I was pounded. Because like, he almost was going. Oh, no. But he, you know what Castro is? Regardless of the fact that he's actually in a Major League Baseball bullpen, he's too young to pitch. That's what he said. Yep. He goes, he's a rookie. I didn't know if he would be able to get the out. Didn't know if he could handle it. But right, White will come in here and let up a three-run shot. Yeah, walks one guy on that four just pitches. That make this game much easier. Much easier for the Marlins, that is. Maybe he won't pitch White anymore because he has too much hair on his face. Well, that's fine. White's, White's just not getting the job done. No, not at all. I mean, that's just the bottom line. Every time he goes in there, that's another one I get scared at. Now it's 10-8. Now it's a serious ball game again. Like E-Money said, right when we got on, hey, maybe we might see Gordon. Yeah, you will now. Yeah. If the Phillies can hold this lead. I mean, what, yeah, does I the offense, what does the offense need to do? I don't understand. I don't, they have to score 25 runs a game. I don't understand what the series what, – what is, what is Charlie Emanuel doing right now by taking White out of this game after he lets up that home run? Their bases are empty again. Why? He's not even in any trouble now. <laughs> he can start all over again. Go ahead, put men back on base. It's ridiculous. If he's getting pulled now, it's ridiculous. Why not pull him when he's got two men on? Oh, because he's got a huge lead, but he doesn't anymore, Davey boy. Not anymore. Tell you what, if they don't make the playoffs, Charlie Manuel will get fired. And if they make the playoffs, he will not get fired. So which one do you want? I want them to make the playoffs. And you want another year of Charlie Manuel? I want them to make the play. I want them to make the playoffs. I guess if that's if that's the case, I mean, you never know what could happen in the playoffs. I agree. No, you want them to make the playoffs, of course. I but you're stuck they, with them if you do. If, if they don't make the playoffs, I don't think he's going to get fired anyhow because Gillick is already on record saying they're not going to make the playoffs next year. Yeah, but I think that's kind of. Why would they? I think that's kind of a BS statement because obviously he was wrong about this year after he sold everybody. So what makes you think that they can't use some of that money, maybe get like a number two and then make a serious run next year? At least at the Wildcards, the National League stinks on hot ice. I agree with you. Five hundred, you can get in there. I think this is definitely the beginning signs of something, some greatness coming up next two, three years. I mean, they're always going to be in contention, even in the NL, in the NL East. I think Cole Hamels, young guys, really connecting. You know, it's all about. Every every sport is a team effort, but I mean baseball even more so. You got to click. You got to click offensively. You got to click defensively. You got to. You just. It, and I think they're they're molding and melding together great right now. And I think it's just going to travel in the next couple of years. Hopefully. I agree. I was telling Patty last night I'm going to miss it when it's over. Oh, I got for like a little bit of depression Definitely when the, when the baseball yeah. ends. Well, even I got though, like a problem. Even though there's football there, I'm going to miss every night not being able to watch a game. My it's, wife's not. It stinks. It stinks. No. 
you know, this is the time of year, even though, but right now they're in a wild card race. But usually around September, she's wondering what else is on TV. I mean, oh, she's like, look, no. this is. Uh, this is the beginning this is of getting, the season. This is getting kind of crazy here. The TV season. The beginning of the TV season. Let's see what new shows are on. Yes. So what we're going to do is put a PayPal button on Philly Sportscast if anybody wants to donate to a second TV for E-Money's <laughs> apartment or house. I'm sorry. And then um, Yeah, that would be that would be great. Send if Deb could to do the that. Bedroom. The Send Deb to the Bedroom <laughs> Foundation. Yeah, that, that I would really appreciate that. I like that. <laughs> I would like to do that, too. E-Money, I don't know if you heard the story. The best thing that happened, so I'm telling everyone, we're down in North Carolina. We're in the Outer Banks on vacation. Oh. Great time. So the Phil's rolling the Washington Nationals. We're like, we're not going to be able to watch any of the games. Right. Don't you know... Outer Banks Cablevision comes from Washington, D.C. We have the home channels of the didn't Nationals. Miss a, didn't miss a beat. We huh? watched all three games, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and would have had the Friday game on TBS because they were playing Atlanta, but they got rained out. And if anybody hears us in Washington, tell me the two commentators down oh there. Oh, my God. They, are, they, they are were pissed. a riot. Are they bad? Oh, oh, my gosh. Dude, they are terrible. And it's not like here where you know how you switch out, you get different feel for different people. Yeah. The yeah. Cows. You know, goes in, radio goes the radio, comes out. These guys are doing all nine innings, and they are just, they're horrendous. They're horrendous. Because they, they play off of one each other. Dude, one time, there were some Phillies fans, obviously, in that stadium, in Washington Stadium, and, and all of a sudden, this guy gets booed, and they're like, it must be the Phillies fans coming down from, down 95, down to the stadium, down to RFK to watch this game because nobody here boos our players. Oh my I'm like, oh my God. God, they're 22 and a half games out of first place. Why aren't they getting booed? It was nice. They, had, like, they showed a lady talking on the cell phone, and the one guy's like, so you think she's talking baseball? <laughs> the guy's like, I doubt it. I doubt it. <laughs> oh, my God. They start talking about her shopping routine. Yeah. I mean, it was so they just they stereotyped everybody in the stands. But one of the best also, too, was like a 3-0 count to Ryan Howard. And uh, I think it was Armist Jr. right down the center. Right before he swings, that one guy goes, oh, my. <laughs> yeah, right. Dude, it was classic. Or, oh, no. Yeah. It was classic. He didn't throw him anything to hit. It was three balls and no strikes. And literally, Armist Jr. throws this thing. I mean, literally, a frozen rope down the center of the thing. that Right down the center, right over the plate. And this commentator, right before Howard starts his swing, goes, oh, no. <laughs> and he crushed it. It was a double, though, right to straight center yeah. field. It was hilarious. You know, it was he's hilarious. getting the green light. We had more... Yeah, he gets a lot of green lights. Wasn't uh, the saying right before that, uh, he's going to walk him without really walking him? <laughs> what? What does that mean? <laughs> he's going to walk him, but he's in his mind, he's intentionally doing it, not giving him anything to hit. And he oh literally said God. that right before he grooved this pitch. Instead of how just tattooed it. Yeah, instead of saying that he's going to intentionally walk him without intentionally walking, he goes, he's going to walk him without even walking. <laughs> We're like, what's going on with this? It's so funny. Oh, they they are great. And we... We had the privilege of listening to him for three straight days. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Man. And the worst was the last game of the series when the Phillies blew the two-run lead in yeah, the bottom was, of the ninth. Was, I thought they were going. I thought they were going to sweep them. Me too. Oh, Definitely know, thought Dan, that. Dan Dan turned to me and said, "It's over. Let's see what the um, Padres are doing and the Reds are doing." But because of uh, Marlon Anderson, Marlon Anderson still you know, came in on that wild pitch. Bit. Yep, and that's it, a, it wasn't a, a, a walk. And Soriano tied walking? it up though. Soriano, I don't know if he tied it up that night. I think he tied it. He yeah, had with two a, with monster blasts down there. Two yeah. while we were watching that that whole series, he had yeah. he had two monsters in the first two games. Right. Yeah, he did. I mean, they were just moonshots. And that's uh, we can even do a little trivia on here. Everyone listening, please post it up. The W on top of the Washington Nationals hat 
What kind of W is that? We heard this two nights in a row. Yes. An uppercase W? No. no. Do you, you have can, to look at Please it. submit we all will, answers. We'll put a picture of the um, the, na- the Nationals na- the on w there. The W on there, yes. On the we'll Philly Sportscast. On the Sportscast or in the forums? We'll put it on the Sportscast. Okay. Just so people can see it. Well, we put them anywhere. Put it anywhere we want. If you want to start the uh, thread, we can uh, put it straight in the forums. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll start that tonight. Cool deal. It's, it's, a, it's not a swirly W. <laughs> and it's not upper or lower case. We'll give you that hint. Yeah. So... But back to the Phils. Back to the Phillies. Enough about the goddamn Washington Nationals. Oh, but dude, it was that? great. It was great getting to watch no. those games down there. We I know. That's so cool. That's, about that's that. cool. It just worked out for you guys. We that's- had so much fun. I mean, we just had fun. Our vacation. I know people don't really necessarily want to hear about our vacation, but we just had a blast. Everybody was safe, safe, safe happy and healthy, good time, lots of beer. We, uh, Congratulations to Dan Colderbank for winning the <laughs> third <laughs> annual Outer Banks Poker Tournament. He fought he, through um, a field of many. He got his own. We have a nickname for him now, All In. His book will come out in the New York Times bestseller list. It will beat Captain Underpants, which Danny's so stoked about. But uh, it's called All In uh, Power Poker by Dan Colderbank. Yes, the Dan Colderbank story. <laughs> wow, he won, though, huh? So what, he's all in, huh? He won indeed, no doubt. We don't know how. We don't know how. Um, Anything else? Did uh, well, well, How was the weather? Did no. Yeah, you know, it was. Uh, was it sunny there? What was the degree? No more. No more vacation talk. I'm sorry, <laughs> but it was poker. We had to get yeah, that in there. For we um, do want to finish our Phillies discussion though with some positivity. Again, all you poo pooers out there saying that I'm the negative person here, I'm positive on this team. There's it's September baseball. It's fun to watch. Let's be positive and have fun, regardless of the outcome, regardless of how hard Charlie Manuel tries to lose baseball games. We can still have fun, right? We can. And uh, this the mid-relief is just killing us. It's just killing us. It's killing it, it, I need the pitchers to go at least seven. Exactly. And they're not doing it. And, you know, a lot of pitchers don't do it. But a lot of people also have a good mid-relief, and we don't have a good mid-relief uh, mid at all. It's kill, that's, it loses games for us. Middle relief is killing the fills, no doubt about it. Gordon now, too. I mean, even just – yeah. Relief. I mean, you're bringing Rhodes in or whoever. Madsen. Trying to save these games at the end. Geary and uh, Foltz. I mean, none of these guys are any good right now. Well, that's another thing. When we were watching the Phillies. Blowing games, man. And they were blowing. They blew that game in the ninth. They were 50-0 and 0 at that time. When they're leading into the ninth inning. 50-0. That's, pr- that's, that's Gordon, that's baby. That's huge to say. Yes. It's Gordon. But it's also, I mean, it's not necessarily been all Gordon. There's He's been hurt for a little while. But you're right. And then since then, I think they've blown three games that way. Yeah, that's. I think Fultz was seven and zero before the big blow, big wild pitch. Yeah, now he's like seven and two. Yeah, that. Yeah, that's him. no fun. So yeah, hopefully these guys can get it back on track. Start doing well. Still yeah, I mean the, the uh, they're going to be playing the Marlins just starting this now ten times this month. That's a lot of times you're playing the same team. Yeah. So um, it did okay with uh, with Houston. They, they're going to replay that game the twenty fifth. The, the rain out. This is going to be a very hard month. Very hard month. I just want to say though, if they lose this game after having this lead, their season is gonna is over, and I, and that's not being negative. Well, wait, wait a minute. They're gonna to say to themselves, "We had a ten four lead, and we still can't beat these guys." And they got to play these guys ten more times. That's what I think. If if they don't win six of the ten against the Marlins in this, their ten games that they're playing on them, 
they're not going to make the playoffs. I understand that, Derek. I understand but the math. But I'm just saying, you're telling me they're going to win the wild card 10 minutes ago. And then you're telling me if they lose one game, they're not going to win the wild card. Well, that was, they're going to lose I games. told you they were going to win the wild card, Ev, when they were winning eight to four, uh, 10 to 4. Yeah, you can lose games. You don't want to lose a 10 to 4 you game. You can't when lose this game. White comes in. Can't lose it. Like I said, they bring you up only to let you down. So we're not playing taps anytime soon. So no. we still Thank have a couple weeks going with this. Yeah. I mean, it's still exciting. So how are you feeling? Thumbs up or thumbs down? Double thumbs up for the season. Oh, two thumbs up for me. I mean, I'm just I'm just happy to see that. But is this is the season a success? Even if they don't make the playoffs? Yes, I think with I, Ryan okay. Howard coming in, he should right now MVP. There's still a month to go. Something could happen, but MVP right now. Utley had that nice streak. He's still a little streaky, but very nice hitting streak. No doubt. Cole Hamels is coming in, pitching real well. I have a new over under for next year for the Phillies, though. Something that I knew um, that I figured out this year, and, and I. I think that we can tackle it when we do our annual Phillies predictions for next okay. year. Um, the over-under will be, how many times will Pat Burrell strike out looking with the bases loaded? Oh, my God. It's ridiculous. Okay, so what do you think the over-under is? I would say, let's say seven. Would you say over-under that in 162 games? Probably the bases over. have to be loaded, nope, right. and he has to be up, and he has to strike out looking. And you would go over that. Probably go over it. Keep Seven, mind? I would go over. <laughs> <laughs> That's awful, man. Well, That's what's awful. the over-under of... Uh, if he doesn't strike out looking, if he gets a hit in that Houston game, when the base is loaded, they win a the game. And you know what? He he, he he struck out, and he was so not... He didn't even care. He doesn't even look like he has any expression of care on his face. What, we know what he's thinking about? I get paid tomorrow. I get paid. Well, yeah, okay. Well, you know what? Everybody else on that team, it looks the way they're playing. They're not thinking like that. They want to win games, and when you when you can see it on their face that they really want to win games, that's when it, that's a good team right there. That's when it's going to be a good team, going to be great. Do you think Pat's going to be here next year, D? Oh, I think he's going to get cut. I really, I hope and pray that he gets cut. I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I don't, I don't know how they can keep him. Right? They cut him. They got to sign Delucci. Yeah, well, that's another thing. Delucci's in a nasty slump as well. I'd st- you still hey, got to keep him though. You need. Oh no! Yeah, if you cut him, if you, if you can keep David Delucci. Well, can't Conine play right? I'm, I'm sorry, left? How old's Conine now? I mean, he's been Conine's definitely going to be here next year. Oh, is he definitely going to yeah, be he's here? Yeah, he's still he, under contract two years. Right, he can't play every game. Well, I know that's true. Rowan will be back. Victorino can start platooning again right. over there, moving right. people around. But you I wouldn't necessarily somebody. bank on Rowan being back. I mean, I'm, I guarantee you the Cubs are going to – I'm sorry, the White Sox are going to make a run for him in the offseason. Oh, is he a free agent at the end of the no, year? No, he's not. Oh, but, okay. I mean, you just think you're going to make a deal? Yeah. I think he's an important part of that club when that won the World Series. So, Patty B, you're still on the S list. Well, I also think that it, this season was a success um, because I think what Gillick did, everything the fire the moves said, that he made, the moves that he made, the things that he's done, um, do you, Wade never could really make that happen. Do you think he, he saw the talent in the backups and said, "Listen, we we have the opportunity to do this," or he, or no, do you I think, think when he made the fire sale, he said, "Fuck, we're out." Yeah, I think I think that's, I think that's what he said too. Ladder. He said, "You know what? We'll save some money. We're going to start building around core players. We'll see what we can do. Hopefully, this is kind of selling the team too. Some players might say, "Wow, these guys do play with heart. We can get there. Maybe if I come up there, I'll be that part they need, the left fielder." Yeah, understood, understood. But it's going to be pitching too, like they but say. So it's luck, or it's it's. It's the chemistry of the team, which is also Charlie Manuel, that's got the Phillies where they are now. You could say, yes. Maybe he's, he is working with what he has in that mid-relief. 
He's afraid to pull out white because he doesn't know no, who to dude. put anybody in. No, the Madsen a, thing. I mean, but you can't well, the be Madsen You have to. You have to do the traditional lefty righty. Lefty righty matchup. You have to match it up with the batter. You have to take him out because of it. Right. He gambled huge on that game, and then Madsen threw a pitch that was far out of the strike zone, but Berkman was able to tap it because it was on that far side of the strike zone. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because he was because he was pitching right handed. And and you're 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 going up against a, a quality guy, a veteran guy, a guy that can, has seen a lot of different pitches when they're going to come to you. Oh, he in did, situations like that, he's the one. He's the clutch player that's going to make that hit. Yeah, he all he did was poke that ball and it went that's right it. down for a double to clear the bases. I think it's a great core for things to come. Whatever, regardless well, that's of what happens why this year. That's why it's a success for you. For me, yes. For me, it's because it's meaningful baseball in September. That's why it's success for me. I can't complain about the season. And Gillick is, don't you know, you know, in his history, he's a long-term guy. He looks very far in the future. The future's so bright, I got to wear shades. Gillick's got to wear shades. Yes, he does. I just think, though, at the end of last year, thinking if you got rid of Tomei, you got rid of Abreu. Abreu. Where would this team be? What would you be doing? Yeah. I remember just even saying getting rid of Abreu. I think I got choked by my mic cord because I said that D-man got pissed off at me. I still miss him. I still miss him, too. And he's doing very well. Absolutely amazing. Okay, on to the Philadelphia (laughs) Eagles. Go Birds! Are you excited about the 2006 Philadelphia Eagles? It's NFL, baby! Yeah, baby, it's time! It's NFL, it's time. We get the rehash of the money line! Yay! 85% (laughs) winnings last year. (laughs) But like they said, last year is last last year. Hey, got to give everybody a little history, a little history. No doubt, but are you hyped about the Philadelphia Eagles? Are you hyped or are you mediocre hyped? I'm starting to feel a little better about them. They tried, traded for Stallworth simply, right away. Simply because of Dante Stallworth or the fact that the way the offensive and defensive lines are playing in the preseason. Also the way the other teams are looking. Washington wasn't looking that well. Giants are looking okay. Cowboys are still having problems with T.O. Right, but T.O. is so, going to bring it on game day. You know that. Right. But, I mean, Vander Jets missed some field goals down there. That's ridiculous. Yeah. So, I mean, they still have some problems down there. I agree. Those teams I, agree. I just wasn't overly impressed with. So, I think the Birds, even though their schedule is so tough at the end. It is. You hope they're going to be the land in the last game. they got to take one from the three away games or the Colts. Okay, let's get into um, – we put a little shout-out on the forums for everybody who's registered users to uh, put in their input and predictions for the season. I'm going to run them down, Davey. E-Money, you ready? Oh, you know it. Only person who didn't hit this was E-Money, I believe. But we'll get his prediction right after I read them off. Okay, hold on real quick. Victorino just hit a stand-up triple. Terrific, terrific. Let's get it on record, all in one place. I want all predictions for the season. Here we go. Derek, 9-7. and seven. Gang Green, I'm with you at 9-7. and seven. Unless they beat the Giants in our home opener, then he's going 10-6. and six. Dave, 9-7. and seven. The end of the schedule is unbelievably hard. If they can get two wins out of the last six games, they may win ten. Pearface, the gold standard of contributors to the, <laughs> the gold Philly standard. Forum. Does the man work? I'll stand he says at, he does. He says he does. I'll stand at my prediction of ten wins and a playoff berth. Five Super Bowl rings. Boo! Eight and eight. You should be looking at your own team, buddy, on eight and eight. Big Blue also goes 8-8. Eight and eight. Tough division, brutal schedule down the stretch. That is a good point. Let's go Mets. Never watched a football game in his life. I don't think he has either. 
And what's he predicting? Like eight and eight? Eight and eight. You know, it's funny. The three Eagles or non-Eagles fans, eight and eight. Right. Um, maybe that brings the objectiveness into it, though. Or maybe it just brings the people that just don't know what the fuck's going on. Right I'm surprised on. they didn't say six and ten, four and twelve, something like that. Gotcha. Right. Epicable. Eleven and five. A very unpredictable season for all the teams in the division. It can go either way for all the teams. Another good point, but eleven and five I think is tough prediction. Very tough. Jaded fan. Eleven and five also, but he fixes it with an asterisk. No. Though we don't have the Three-headed monster offense like we did in 03, our line should be efficient enough for us to win the key games. Asterix is not counting injuries to key players. Of course. Then everybody should have an asterisk. Yeah. yeah you can't make it a prediction with thinking that people, the key players are going to get yeah, hurt. Yeah, I'm thinking 11-5 just as, you know, as long as, uh, you know, like McNabb doesn't get hurt. As long as the other teams don't show up. <laughs> Take it easy. Okay, the only one E-Money is... We're missing. E-Money, what's your line? Well, I, I uh, from the last podcast, the past podcast, I've always said 8-8. Eight and eight. I've been saying that since draft time, what they've done in the offseason, 8-8. Eight and eight. The addition of Dante Stallworth has really helped me out because I can see that they filled the T.O. gap. They needed to fill that T.O. gap. That was one big problem. And I think, they're gonna, I think they're, Dante's going to fill that gap pretty well. So I will give them another game and go 9-7. That's exactly the reasoning for me, Money. I said 9-7 and seven the same way. I figured Stallworth, the way the offensive and defensive lines are playing, a healthy McNabb will go 9-7. and seven. I'm not guaranteed that a 9-7 and seven is a playoff berth because it rarely is. But 10-6 and six, ten and six would be very nice. So let's talk, Eagles. Let's do it. It's time. It's football time. It's on. Let's go. <laughs> hey, Money. I'm not sure if this is in your um, money line for this week, but I do think the Eagles are going to roll Houston this week. Be very nice. Houston is starting five rookies. A uh, real quick question. Never bet the Eagles. No, I'm not betting them, but I do think they will roll by two touchdowns. Who are the wide receivers starting for the Eagles, or not starting, but playing for the Eagles this year? Let's name them off. Dante Stallworth. Sure. Hank Basket. Sure. Reggie Brown. Okay. L.J. Smith. Oh, you don't know any other of them? No. You, don't, you never heard of Greg Lewis? Is he still around? He's still around. No, I thought they... No, he's on the team. Where's Pinky when you need him? He's gone. Minnesota. But didn't Les Bowen say that... Lewis would be gone. Yeah, but I don't yeah. think he. I don't. But he also said Pinky would still be around. Right. Well, Stallworth took over Pinky's spot. He said Jabbar would still be around, which he's not. Right. Well, so what is up with so that? We Greg Lewis out, outworked Jabbar Gaffney. But Greg Lewis has no potential upside. So why are we keeping him? That's well, what that's our big a, argument a, was here. That's oh, a great I agree point. with you. We've talked about it. But and obviously, a great point. But obviously, the people who know football at the Eagles and you got to give them some kind of credit think that. Uh, Greg Lewis is a better player than Jabbar. That's Gaffney. what I said two weeks ago, but you told me Les Bowen. That's Les Bowen's job to know the Eagles. Don't look at me, son. This is your words. Dave, you're smarter than Les Bowen. What do you want me to say? Is that what you want to hear? I just want to hear you say Greg Lewis made the team. Les Bowen doesn't know what he's talking about. Okay. Okay. Because I know Les Bowen's listening. I wonder, though, about this team. I wonder. Lot, there's lots of open questions. But they will roll Houston this week. You're always you're so definite about that. I'm, I'm absolutely sure of it. You can't start a team. You can't go into an opening day where things are up in the air anyway with five rookies and expect to beat a quality NFL team like the Eagles could possibly be, even though it is in Houston. Three run ding dong. I don't know who it was though. Might have been Conine. He's got a heavy trot. Could be yeah. Jeff Conine. God bless him. Nice to have you around, Jeff. Way to put the game out of reach. But see, that's what you're saying. Okay, the Eagles are slow starters. Houston usually comes jumping out. 
Okay. They throw a couple, you know, crazy plays on the team, and they'll keep the game close. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, a combination of Houston coming out strong and Eagles coming out bad could spell disaster. For the Birds? Yep. I'm not saying – I think they're going to beat them. But after you were just saying that the Birds come out slow, not a, for a game, but just for the beginning of the season they come out slow. And you know what? This is a year they really can't afford to because of the, how their late-season games – they have to win this game. Right. For the 9-7 to seven that we, everybody's talking about, this game must get them. Oh, they have to win this game. They can't go into the, they can't lose this game and expect to win those games in the last end. And go in the home and play the Giants. I agree. Looking at the schedule, they go 1-1. One one. The next couple games are pretty easy. They have San Green Francisco, Bay coming up. They have San Fran. They have Tennessee at one point. They have some – I think they play New Orleans. Some games that seem win- winnable. Let's, let's break it down, Dave. Also, Roberson just hit a triple. Two triples, one inning for the Phils. So let's talk about this interesting article today. In Philly Birds by Kevin Cooney, he wrote an article, 10 questions about the Eagles. I'm going to ask you guys these questions, and you guys give me answers because I could really give a rat's ass what Kevin Cooney thinks. <laughs> but yet you're – We're just using his questions. I'm just using his questions, you money. Oh, I thought you were digging his stuff. I, th- I didn't know. I thought you already read this. I didn't know. No, I didn't have a chance to read it yet. Did oh, you? I didn't know. Okay, go. No, you I don't even know. You subscribe to the Carrier Times. No, I don't. <laughs> Isn't there one on your doorstep every day? I don't subscribe. <laughs> he steals his neighbor's paper. He you know. borrows. They get it back the next day. Right on. Okay, let's go. I'm going to ask you guys let's these go. questions. Number one How will Donovan McNabb handle the extra pressure left behind in wake of the Owen Circus from last season? I believe he'll handle it well. Come out 30-22 TDs. Keep the keep the team rolling. Have the offense. He'll seem like he's having fun out there. As he always as, looks like he's having fun even when he's losing. True. His smile. Why? What is the extra circus? The circus that, that last year, that whole no, media circus. Yeah, Remember he's doing, with him. doing right. the uh, sit-ups, causing all kind of commotion. Oh, well, yeah. I, I remember all this. Yeah. Things, but. I believe he can, he'll do fine without T.O., you know, your problem, you just the two games that they're going to play is that's all you're going to hear the week before and the week after. That's true. Christmas Day. And they don't they play against there. each other. They're not going to be on the field at the same time. When's the first time they play, you mind? October 8th. <laughs> right on, right on. So Bring your D batteries. Give me your over-under for number of touchdowns Donovan McNabb throws this year. I'm uh, saying 17. said 22. Or 22, yeah. Do you think you can go over that, you mind? No, you think, said 17. I think he pops it in. It's a West Coast offense. He throws a lot. I'll go over under seventeen. So Dave says twenty two. You say over under seventeen. I would. I'll be in the middle with that. I'll say twenty. I'll say twenty touchdowns, runs for th- three. Okay, I'd be. I like your that. positiveness. Positiveness. He better start running again. I mean, never. He's he's kind of stopped that whole running thing. Became a pocket passer, and that's understandable. He's I mean, trying to become a pocket passer. He's just nice. He's got to get time. Time's what you need in the NFL. The line seems like they're going to give him a lot of time, too. Right. Yeah, the line looks good. got some big boys up there. Mm-hmm. The first, I'm really anxious for Sunday. Can't wait. Me either. Can't wait either. What is the Eagles' biggest area of concern? Wide receivers. Stallworth helps out. I'd go wide receivers and linebackers. Yeah, I, I concur, Dave. I, I would go. <laughs> I would definitely go wide receivers. Um, but with Dante Stallworth, it gives me some more confidence. It really does give me more confidence. Right. But, I mean, we don't need to see any guitar playing out there. Not at all. With the bow tie no, boy. we don't. The bow tie guy. He's killing me. I mean, it is absolutely killing me. So, I, you know, I'm going to have to switch that around. I'm going to go okay. linebackers first, then receiving core. 
not to steal Kevin Cooney's thunder here, but he does make a good point. I think the biggest area of concern is Brian Westbrook and the potential for injuries on this team. Um, if you lose Westbrook, you're down to Buckholder, who's still hurt, Moats, who's still unproven. Yep. If you lose McNabb, who you down to? Garcia, but he didn't look that well in the last he can't two years. Throw 30 yard, he can't throw 30 yards downfield. Right. So, but if Westbrook stays healthy, he's going to have an amazing year, I think. If he stays healthy, but he's proven that he can't stay healthy. So you're not backing on that. I understand that he's going to have an amazing year, only because even if you average out his his games over the course of a full season, that's an amazing set of – it's an amazing run. But he's never been able to do that. And he's Andy Reid doesn't really give him an opportunity to do that because – he doesn't get the ball very often running it, but he does make the most of what he does when he catches the right. ball in the flat. Okay, so let's move on to question number three. Oh, D, what are you saying? You, you're agreeing with your oh, saying? Oh, yeah, that's what I Bacuni, said. Bacuni, like quarterback, yeah, a little depth there. I'm concerned that there's not capable backups in place for right. the key players do get injured, even if it is for one or two games. I think if McNabb goes down, we have a better backup this year. Westbrook does go down. It's going to be hurting. Yeah, Buckholder. They're gonna have, didn't what's called Perry move over to the defense. Yes, he's a cornerback now. Yeah. So we'll have to okay. wait and see. Hopefully, no injuries. Hopefully, hopefully, no injuries. Number three. How will the To and Pinky Less wide receiver core do? Just as well as the pre To wide receivers did, if not better than those. They won't live up to To. You're not going to have someone scoring 13 TDs from the the wide receiver position. LJ might even lead the team in touchdowns. I mean, I would like to see Dante. Does Dante Stallworth have a breakout year? Because in his four years with the Saints, he really wasn't. He was underachiever at best. That's, he was always behind Joe Horn. Horn. Yeah. He had Aaron Brooks. Aaron Brooks is horrible right now. Har always been a subpar. That's that's a good point. He's not, he's playing with a better QB. Yeah, I think oh he God. can get nine TDs. Ten TDs, I think, would be an awesome year for him. Yes, and I think he wants to show that he can do it for for himself to produce and make more money into the league later on in life. But that's, yeah, I don't think he'll have a breakout year. He might just have a, a mediocre year. It depends what kind of routes he's running. Like he said, he doesn't know the whole offense yet. Right. He just knows the, like 50, 60 yeah, the plays weekly plays. Are they going to just send him deep? Is he going to come over the middle? It's going to be fun to see. It wow. is. I'm, like I said. Okay, what player is under the gun the most? Kevin Cooney says LJ Smith, which I cannot disagree with more. He You, you don't pick a tight end to be under the gun for this team. There's so many more high-profile players on both sides of the ball. Right. I would say, if you're asking me, and I'm going to ask myself this question, Isaac Bryant Dawkins I is under the gun the most. He wants to talk a good game. He wants to get his big extension. He's got his fat contract. He wants to be a potential Hall of Famer. He wants to retire as an Jeffrey Eagle. Lurie's got him a Hall of Fame already. Yep. Let's see him not get run over this year like he did last I year. He'll have a, I believe he'll have a much better year. The D-line helping him out some, much better year. Who's under the gun for you guys? I would say Donovan McNabb for me. Because he has to prove himself. He does. First of all, he's a, he's, a, he's a really good quarterback. And he had a really bad year last year. But it's more than that. You know, when you hear all these stories about, you know, he doesn't have his team, you know, all this and that. you got to always take some part of truth to all these things that you hear. And uh, I think he has to really just, you know, keep his mouth shut. Do what he can do with what he, who he has. With Dante addition, everything. So I really think he's under the gun the most. Because he's the leader of the team. I'm going to go Stallworth yeah. just because everyone's going to try to say, well, you're taking over T.O.'s spot. Right. What can you do to do it? You're not doing what T.O. did or that. But Dante Stallworth, he's never been – they've never said that he's not a deep threat. He's got potential. Oh, he is a deep threat. Yeah. He can run the, the deep ball 
better than anyone probably. He's got to hold on to it. Yeah, he can he can take off. He can fly. Right on. So, okay, this next uh, comment. I mean, they cut they cut Pinky like. See ya. Yeah. Notable. You and Detmer, bye bye. Were you guys surprised at how fast he got picked up? That's where is he? Is he in Minnesota? Yeah, Minnesota, for Minnesota with uh, your boy, who's the offensive coordinator from last year. What's exactly, uh, Brad Childress. Brad Childress, yeah. And yeah. he couldn't scoop him up quick enough. I was surprised how quick he did get you know, scooped up, but I wasn't surprised where he went. Were you surprised that he wasn't drafted in our fantasy league this week? No, not at all. Even though he's a starting wide receiver? It's going to be you just wait and see up there. Right on. I mean, yeah. Brad Johnson's throws for 140 yards, 150 yards a game. Okay. Now, this next question and comment by Kevin Cooney has changed the way I think about him and <laughs> from my previous comments, and I think he deserves a Pulitzer Prize. That was great. I can't wait to hear okay, this. Okay, you ready? Couldn't the Eagles find someone better at the outside linebacker spots than Tahani Jones and Matt McCoy? And here is Kevin Cooney's response, and this is the reason why I think he deserves a Pulitzer Prize. Yeah, that appears to be an area of concern. Jones is good at three things, looking damn good in a bow tie, just missing running backs breaking through the line, and calling attention to himself with that silly air guitar stuff on tackles <laughs> he has nothing to do with. That's brilliant. Uh, it is. It's a great, Cody can come and talk you any just, day. You just encompass Tahani Jones. Yes, because when I say no more guitar flying, Dave will go, no more bow ties. Yeah. Also, he writes, McCoy didn't get on the field last year, which should scare the life out of anyone who wants the 05 Eagles linebacking core. And he's absolutely right. Oh this guy God. didn't even play. Right. Now he's a starter. And that linebacking core stunk on hot stone ice. Oh, it's absolutely ridiculous. Every running back is getting seven, eight yards of carry. Unbelievable. I was I, watching that was just kill, it was just killing me. Killing and um, Cooney closes it with, just say a rosary every night that Jeremiah Trotter doesn't get hurt in the middle. He is the glue. The straw, if you will. He's not the glue. He's the entire wall. Those guys are small bricks in that wall. Can they be replaced? I mean... They can be replaced. With whom, though? Uh, it's not our job. You'll well, find somebody on Jones, the street? Well, no. Jones will be taken out on passing plays. Not that I'm saying Barber's a better player, but Barber will come in during pass right. plays. There's got to be players on that team that can move up, play that position. I understand. I'm, I'm just telling you. That, I mean, Cooney's got it right on the button here, and... and there's nothing we could say to drive that point home right. any more than that. Which area of the team is most improved? D-line. Bunkley will be starting soon. Howard down there. I mean, you're going to have Howard, Kirst, Bunkley, Patterson. Uh, McDougal should be playing. I mean, I'm assuming he's healthy with the rib. But is uh, Grasmanis still down there? Yeah, he's I still, think there. So. He's still uh, there. I mean, they still have some players in there that are going to rotate. But with Bunkley, with Howard bringing that in, I really like the D-line. DNs. Oh, Mike Patterson. Did you say him? Patterson, yeah. yeah. I couldn't agree with you more, Dave. And that, I think having Howard on the other end is totally going to help Curse, and he's going to he's going to break into maybe double digit sacks this year, which he hasn't done. I guess has he ever done it as an he Eagle? Might have, no, not as an Eagle. So um, I, I think that alone, just having him on the other sure, end, I is agree. going to hook it up. So I think that there's going to be a lot more pressure on these quarterbacks, on these NFC's quarterbacks, and I think that is really going to open it up for our offense and everything else. And that also helps your two cornerbacks and it helps the uh, two safeties. And, yeah, your safety boy who was tackling everybody last year. But uh, unless you're throwing short passes right in front of uh, Jones and uh, McCoy, <laughs> right. then who knows what's going to be happening. Well, Mr. Cooney says the same exact thing. He says, yeah, that um, without question, it's the defensive line. Last year, the four guys up front couldn't find the quarterback with the detailed instructions and maps from the AAA. <laughs> A GPS. Uh, right, and he's absolutely right. His group is head and shoulders above where it was last season. And I cannot agree with you right. more. They decided they wanted to improve this, and they did it. 
and it's only you can only see upside here. All right, potentially, totally. Any concerns about the secondary? No, I don't have any other than injuries. None. I think B. Doc's going to turn it on, and that's uh, I think Shepard's going to be running back punts. Then they said he's going to be doing punts. Again. Shepard's doing punts. I believe so. Wow. Because I mean, see, wonder how many he's going to fumble. Him or uh, Mahe. So you feel that there's no con- you have a top notch secondary going into the season. I still like the secondary a lot. Yes, I I like them a lot. They have some height issues. They are rather short for the people they have to cover, but didn't stop them two years ago. No, it didn't. I mean, they got to where they needed to be. So Cooney also brings up another good question: Whom did the Eagles piss off at the NFL offices for that November December schedule? <laughs> and he's absolutely right. Did Jeffrey Lurie like poop in somebody's sandwich or something at the at the team? Left the meeting? upper decker somewhere. Oh, yeah. you should definitely break down. I mean, it's schedule. true. It's ridiculous. It's not a reach to think that the Eagles could be nine and one entering the Indianapolis game on November twenty sixth. That's insane. But then they go right downhill. Their toughest game on paper would be at Tampa Bay and still miss the playoffs at 9-7. and seven. No other team in the league's 87-year history has been forced to play three straight divisional road games that late in the season. Wow. Someone on Park Avenue wasn't happy with the Birds. And what what happened? That's I was looking to see if there's anything I mean, going you don't, on down you there. You just don't create a schedule this way. No. You can roll the die a thousand times. You're not going to get that. You're not going to get three straight divisional row games to end the season. And actually, you think they would look and say, yo, you know what? Maybe we'll flip-flop the Giants game or we'll flip-flop one of the other games just to... Because it's easy to do. I mean, because you're playing them twice. Right. The Giants might be a little harder because the Jets might have a home game that day. Right. Fine. You know what? But they're all like two hours away. Do Washington. It doesn't matter. It's crazy because you're playing Indianapolis at at home. Then you go to those three away games. Then you end it with Atlanta. Who knows how Atlanta's going to do this year? And that's I'm hoping that the Birds are going to beat Atlanta at the very end. Just to interrupt real quick, Phillies win. Player of the game, Jeff Conan. you got to love that. Oh, triple, it. homer. Got to love it. How triple to he... get those three runs early to get Lieber to settle yep. down. It's huge. How long, how long has he been playing in that park? I mean, that just goes to show how familiar you are with a park, what he can do. I agree. And, and the pitchers. I agree, Mike. He came, well, he came to play tonight. Maybe he has a different little attitude coming. It's like, I want to show these guys I can still play. Right. Okay, number nine question. Will the fans be drunk at the link? I mean, what kind of question is that? And it's exactly what he says. I didn't even read his comments. He goes, what kind of question is that? <laughs> That's like asking if TV reporters will be homerish and annoying if the Eagles make the playoffs. Will people be breathing at the link? Will South Philly smell like old Milwaukee on Sunday afternoons? In fact, the entire city could flunk a field sobriety test on October 8th. <laughs> <laughs> Is a great line. This guy is on fire. <laughs> That's great. That is a great line. Are the Eagles closer to the thirteen and three Super Bowl team of two thousand four or the six and ten train wreck of 05? I have to say middle of the road there. That's yeah. I'm saying they should they or they could get ten wins. That would be a little closer to the thirteen. Right. So, but yeah, it's dead in the middle. You never know. No, you never know. And then I, I think I've been calling him Connolly a couple times. His name Cooney. is Kevin Cooney. And that's uh. Yeah, if the birds go eight and eight, no one here is going to be like, "Oh, what a real good season! They did real well." You right. know, they won two more games than last year. But you know, but it, but it will be a realistic eight and eight, as last year was a, a heartbreaking six and ten. I mean, last year we did not expect that rebuilding time. We say it all the time on the podcast. Yeah. That's what it is. And and that's hopefully it's not rebuilding; it's retooling. Retooling, right? Football's here, and 
the NFL is here, and the, we're excited for the Eagles because we're always excited for the Eagles. Thanks to Kevin Cooney for his uh, top ten questions. The field sobriety test line is just a piss, and we're glad we got it on the <laughs> That's sportscast. Be sick. Now it's time for drum roll, please. <laughs> Give me a drum roll, boys. The very first installment of the E-Money Line is back. Yeah. It's back. Money, 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 money. It's money. <laughs> All right, boys. There it is, the, the crackling of the newspaper. It's time. This is a little guide. I don't even need a guide. I just need to know the lines because they've been changing so drastically. It's week one. Because it's week one. You don't recommend anybody better Dave, this week. What are the Dave, what are the weeks? One and two. Six and seven, or is it seven? One and two, seven and eight, seven fifteen and, eight. and sixteen. You always watch those six. E money will make you enough money during the other weeks. You don't have to worry about those. So uh, one and two is does fall into those weeks, and uh, I mean, no one knows why these. Teams some are people like betting. We're just going to give you a little hint. Exactly, eighty-five percent. Uh, and some people are stone addicted to it that are betting Monday night preseason games. I know it's ridiculous. People are just crazy, um, and you know. The information and the the, the information I'm gonna I'm gonna give out to everybody is all based on last year's information because you don't know. Right, right. You just don't know all the teams and all the additions and drops they have done. But you have a feel. Oh yeah, I have a feel because there's mismatches every week anyway. So here's a couple of mismatches. Okay, bring them down, anyway. The first mismatch is um, San Diego versus Oakland. Okay. Okay, Oakland. It's had a lot of problems this preseason alone. Last year, I know they brought in Art Shell, and he's supposed to, you know, magically turn this team around. Like he magically turned them around before. Yeah, like he, like ridiculous. he, exactly. I don't know what that's supposed to be. Um, they have quarterback issues. I mean, big issues, huge issues. They are, huge. they are, they're not perform. They're not practicing as a they, team. They had all. such bad quarterback issues that they brought in Jeff George, <laughs> and people were talking about Todd Marinovich. Wasn't he retired? Really? Yeah, George was. So they brought in a retired quarterback. Because I think they, that, uh, well, I think they're bringing Marinovich in to uh, bring some weed to Moss, but I'm yeah. not positive. <laughs> I'm that's just what I heard. I'm not positive. He's got dreads longer than uh, than when Ricky had him. You and Ricky had him. There, nice save, Dave. Yeah. So you have to look at these internal things with the teams at this this juncture of the weeks of the brand new season, and I and I, you have to take advantage of those things. So uh, San Diego's given three to Oakland. Ooh, where's the game? At Oakland. Three's nothing. Nothing. You got You got to take San Diego because L A. But they'd be a six point favorite at San Diego because of the three point home field advantage. Let's not get crazy tonight. <laughs> but uh, but you th- so you even think that they could cover six if they had to? Oh yeah, I do. Um, well, you know, maybe they're an evenly matched team. They're not an evenly matched team. The line is is crazy, and that's why I like it. I like San Diego a lot. But what's Philip Rivers doing besides pooping the bed in the preseason? He doesn't have to pass the ball. That's Oakland true, can't huh? stop the run. That's true. Well, and Oakland can't run against San Diego either. Nope. That's true. But Oakland couldn't stop the run last year. You don't necessarily know that he can't do it this year. That's why you have – I know I saw them on a preseason game against the Eagles. Not that that means anything. No, you're right. It was preseason, yeah. but that first you're unit right. was out there, and they let him some big holes. for a quarter, and uh, you got, we don't even have a, uh, an LT. Right. So that's why I like San Diego a lot this week. And they're all, you know, why not? All right, that line can change too, but that's yeah. They don't have someone to throw the ball. I think Lamont Jordan 
had a total of like 92 yards last year in two games against San Diego. And that's wow. a shame, too, because he wants to produce. And it's a shame, too, because Dave's starting running back for his oh, fantasy fun. squad. As long as he gets in the end zone, I don't care. Right on. Right. And, you know, he, he needs to go to another team. Is what he needs to do, or we'll have he to. He was see. on another team, the and, Jets, then, they, and then he had to go Jets, to another Jets, team. Jets, I know. Yeah. So is it the, is it the player or is it the system? Well, he's actually exactly. excited because he said Archell's going to come in, let him run the ball all the time now. Archell's going to play tackle. <laughs> They're going to need that. <laughs> I agree. He's going to come in. <laughs> I agree. Lamont Jordan does catch a lot of a lot of balls. Out, yep. So can you do that again for me, Mike? That. Yeah, you know what? You know, D man. People, this isn't TV. I know. I don't have. Not, you know. I know it's not. I know. I, but I appreciate the animation. I have to like describe it for the folks at home. Like you grabbed a made up like a imaginary ball, and you caught it right there, right in your arm. Yeah, right there. To elbow action, like you were running Heisman. Remember, E Money was a D guy. He was not offense. He wasn't catching the ball. He was just hitting them. I was just trying to take the ball away. I've only heard people call him a D-bag. <laughs> <laughs> Not necessarily a D-guy, but we'll go with both. Oh, well, thank you very much for the benefit of the doubt. You're welcome. So, E-Money, let's go. So that was my number your one pick fir- of the week. Your number one pick of the week is? San Diego over Oakland. By three. By three. Cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. If the line goes to four, do you still take them? I will take them in the whole and, four, and five? I won't be taking anybody this week, first of all. So I'm just making that perfectly clear. Do you recommend them at four? Yes. At five? Yeah. Okay. That's good enough for me. I do. Definitely had three, though. And we're only getting two picks this week? Well, I like I liked the Thursday night game as well. Yeah, but we're recording on Thursday. But we're recording on Thursday, and um, I'm not even going to go there. Okay. Because there's no, really no need. And, okay. Uh, but next week, all these, all these, all my picks will be on the site. Uh, they will be on the... Uh, in the text field. In the text field of the site. So uh, I do have a write-up as well for all you new listeners out there, because I know there's so many of them. He does write them down. There's no doubt about it. We're Check still waiting out, for yeah. this one to come in. You know, you guys don't want to hear me? You just read me. <laughs> but another pick I like, um, basing on... It really, There's no basis for any of these picks, like I said before. It's incomplete information, where normally you have complete information, and that's why you've garnered such a great reputation. And also, I usually know inside information. Okay, my second pick is Seattle over Detroit. Seattle's given six to Detroit. A lot of people have Detroit winning that division. That doesn't matter because they're not playing anybody in the division this week. <laughs> okay. The division okay. just sucks anyhow. All right. Um, wh- who's going to be the winner of that division? They're going to be 8-8? Eight and eight? They're going to be the winner? Who knows? But, uh, yeah, I really like that team. Just because they're gonna, they're not gonna be what the Eagles were last year, what Carolina was the year before that. The losers of the Super Bowl people. I really think they still have that solid core team, and they're gonna come out and just destroy. And I think they can pack up um, a win, at least a touchdown or more. So that's what I got with that. Are they playing in Seattle? They're playing in Detroit. In Detroit, indoors. Yes. But they're two in. Oh, Seattle's an outdoor team. They're though. outdoors now. Interesting. But also, Mike March is up in Detroit. I yes. know you don't like Mike Martz, but no, I don't. He's he can a, put it. He can put a show on the turf there. He is a clown, clown, <laughs> a clown's clown. That was that's another factor in with the. Yeah, whole. I would. I'd say the, the bookmakers when they do the spread, find out where Mike Martz is and give the other team two points, <laughs> or give that team that Mike Martz is on two points. It's called the Mike Martz rule. All right, that's it. We got it's already money pick. I say it every week. I'm saying it again because it's football time, boys. I'm going to say it even more. October eighth. Tio's coming into town. We got to stuff them. It's a must-win game for the Eagles. We got to make it happen. Let's let's beat Dallas. They beat our ass for the last two times we played them. 
So October 8th, everybody's coming in. We're going to get our batteries. We're going to throw them at them. And Dawkins, you better get up and you better give him a lick. Can Dawkins tackle T.O.? That's the question. Yes. If Dawkins gets run over by T.O., what happens? He gets fired the next day. (laughs) (laughs) Terrell Owens catches a ball at the 11-yard line. It's him and Dawkins in the end zone. And he runs Dawkins over. What happens to this town? That whole that the whole stadium that whole stadium will either go quiet or will, that's what will Ryan Dawkins cry at the end of the game? Regardless if they win or lose, will he cry? I hope not. We don't need to see any grown men no. crying. He What's cries. he Vermeil? He, he cries worse than Vermeil these days. I that's, tell you what, you hate him. What's going to happen? He's done when nothing but good things. If him or team. Lewis, I don't hate him. And if they level him, the, no, oh no, no help ups, no help ups, see money. No help ups. No help That's ups. That's worse than missing a tackle. Worse than making no help ups. This is this is this is craziness. Wait, I want to I want to clarify something real quick. Dave made Dave said something that is very important, and I wanted to clarify it on this sportscast. If Brian Dawkins or Lito Shepard or anybody from the defense helps Terrell Owens up after a tackle, what happens to that player? Should be getting booed. Should be getting booed. Booed. Well, there will be else? no snow on the ground. We can't throw snow. What, what, else, what else would you like them to do? Castrated? I'm going to say what we do on the sportscast. What do we do? How do we address that situation? We instantly start bashing. Yes, we start bashing. I, it, it's an instant hatred towards that man. Yes. Want him off the team. Yes, we want him off the team. Because we'll, you know why? We will start our petitions. <laughs> we will start. Right underneath the, pay, the PayPal for the Get Deb TV. Yeah. Get rid of Phil and the We need donations to get rid of the, the player. And let me tell you something. Don't forget that that man screwed your season up last year, players. Oh, yeah, let's not forget it. Not just the fans, but the players got screwed last year. Well, I think they know it. I think they do know it. Well, I hope it it shows. Anybody helps them up, they're doomed. Okay. I I love the way you're thinking. I'll be officially angry about it. Right there with you. Okay. Uh, My closing comment is it's just nice to have football back on the television schedule. I am super jazzed. Yeah, man. I love this time of year, baseball, football, NASCAR. I know you don't care, but hockey's starting up. Next week, rookies are coming in. Kanye wants more Not money. Not like I don't care, but you know what? I don't care. The regular season, what does it do? You get to watch hockey. Yeah, you get to watch some hockey. And the best players in the world, so that's pretty cool. Dave, what are your closing comments? I'm sorry. Yeah, but you have peanuts in your mouth still? I don't have any nuts in my mouth right now. Let's do this. Uh, I know it's kind of late, but, I mean, of course, it's football. The end of fo- or beginning of football, end of uh, – Baseball, so we're stoked up. I mean, this is a great time. We yeah. love this time all That's the time. It. But anyone doing fantasy draft, listen to me wisely. Do not pick D'Angelo Williams in the first round. Wow. We're getting busted in money. There's no we in that, brother. <laughs> yeah, we're on the same team. Pressure. Dun, 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 dun. Do, do. Enjoy, though. Thank you very much, and good luck in your fantasy league, Dave. Good luck to you guys. Thank we, you very we much. We are in the same division, so it's going to be pretty cool. Okay, good night, everybody. Good night. See you.